You're listening to What the Hell is Michael Jammin Talking About? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about creativity, I'm talking about writing, and I'm talking about reinventing yourself through the arts. Hey everyone, it's Michael Jammin. I'm back with another episode. I've been doing some rebranding, guys. You know, so the first couple of I'm, I'm over two hundred, uh, over hundred episodes. So I've been doing this podcast for over two years. It's been called Screenwriters Need to Hear This, and mostly I've been talking about to TV writers, and to actors, and directors that I've worked with. But then I've been railing against that for everybody, guys. Put your creative work out there. Just be creative. See where the energy goes because it'll lead you somewhere. And so, so I'm rebranding the podcast right now. I'm, I think I'm just going to call it the Michael Jammin Show, where we just talk about. What Michael Jammin's thinking of today, but whatever. Who gives a crap what the name is called? The point is, I was at a movie premiere. I'm name dropping here. I was at a a premiere a couple of maybe a month or two ago. I don't know, maybe more than that. And um, this kid comes up to me. He says, "Hey, I follow you on TikTok." I go, "Oh, do you?" And uh, I go, "That's nice. What do you do?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm on TikTok too." And I check him out. This kid, this kid's got like 32 million followers. I'm at 32 and a half, 32 and a half million followers. This guy gets more, his, you know, his reach is bigger than like all the networks combined. So his name is Merrick Hanna. Maybe you know of him. If you, if you don't know of him, you're going to learn about him now. Merrick, thank you so much for, for being on my show. I'm so honored that you'd be doing, you're doing this. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. It's exciting for me. And when I say kid guys, he's 18, he's 18. Merrick, I want to know. You're going to tell me all about this because I don't know what it's like to be you, to be like, you know, I get, I don't know if you call yourself an influencer or a content creator. What do you call yourself? Content creator, mostly. Content I don't really creator. influence people. I just make fun videos for the internet. So mostly content creator. But why? And, and he's young. You're young. He's 18. No, I'm going to ask you, by the way, Merrick, don't use words that I don't know. Like, don't say bay. Don't say lit. You're going to have to talk to me like, say fresh. Say words from the 80s that I might okay. understand. Got it. No cap. Yeah, really fresh. Now, so tell me, okay, how long have you been making – so the videos, in case you, people don't know, so mostly dance videos. He's a really good dancer, but sometimes he does cute little sketches and stuff like that. So he doesn't, he's not limited to that, but they're short and they're fun. And you, at Merrick, I think you just bring joy to people. Is that what you do? You know, that's that's my goal on social media is to just make fun videos that people enjoy, that you know I enjoy. Uh, it's a fun way to be creative. But how, okay, so how did this start? How many years have you been doing this? Okay, so uh, I've been doing social media specifically for, since the beginning of quarantine, however many years ago that was, I don't remember. All right, that's not uh, that long. It's 2020, so it's three years. Yeah, three years. Uh, okay. Because before that, I was a working actor and dancer. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the beginning of quarantine, when the whole industry slowed down and I didn't have as much work, I decided, hey, why not make my own? content because I and wanted to perform. Where were you working as a dancer and actor? Uh, I had just done uh, guest uh, stars on Netflix and Disney, uh, you know, like one episode sort of things. Right. And I was, I think I was about to do a, a reoccurring role on a show, which was then canceled right, right when quarantine hit. So you uh, decide I'm going to go on TikTok and just start making videos. I imagine the production value of the first videos were really not that special, right? Or were they? No, it was literally just my phone resting on my bed in my bedroom uh -huh. doing some random TikTok dances that I found online that I thought were fun. 
And I got very lucky very quickly. Because <laughs> you, you just blew up real fast. I mean, yeah, I had, I think, two videos that went super viral for uh-huh. no particular reason. And I thought, hey, that's, that's cool. I might as well keep doing this. But now I got a lot. We have, I have a lot of questions for you because I would say like a big, someone like you, you know, maybe you collaborate with other dancers and people in your age group. Someone who has like 6 million people, I would say that's really big. But dude, you have 32 and a half million people. That's not big. That's, that's gigantic, right? At a certain point, your brain can't really understand that many people. Like at a million people, I can't imagine a million people. That's just way too many. Right. This is and like, so after, it's like the population, what's the population of, I don't even know. I, I, you don't have to tell me, but can you, are you able to walk out of your house and uh, you do, do you get recognized a lot or how does that work for you? You're, you're famous. It's sort of, uh, I'm popular in a specific demographic of, you know, 12 to 15 year old people. Um, sort of, um, I do get recognized uh, when I, especially when I'm out performing, because I like to perform in public, uh-huh. Boulevard. And I mean, when you're shooting and performing, though. Yes, when I'm shooting yeah. and performing. Right. Um, but yeah, like when I go to Universal Studios, yeah, I'll get recognized maybe once or twice. It's not too much. It's not it's too not, much. It's not like I'm famous, famous, famous. Yeah. Were you the first, I, I guess it's maybe not, I, I guess I already know the answer to this question, but when you first started doing these videos, I mean, you were already a professional you already worked in the business as a dancer and a performer, but were you a little worried? Were you a little nervous about putting out your first videos or were you just too young and dumb to even care? Like, what did you do? So, How do you feel? <laughs> um, I was not nervous when I started putting up my first TikToks because it really was just something I was doing for fun. Right. I had no expectation of more than maybe a couple hundred people watching them, uh-huh. which is a lot, but you know, it wasn't that much relatively. Uh, I do remember though being very nervous when I posted my first ever YouTube video when I was nine years old. I was, I was <laughs> when you're nine. Okay. Out. Well, yes. when you're young, right. You were freaking out. Well, that's normal. I mean, you were nine yeah. and, and that, but you're probably bigger. I imagine you're bigger on TikTok than YouTube or, or is that not the case? Yes, I am bigger on TikTok right now. I yeah. have roughly three times the amount of followers on TikTok. And, and, now you're, you're, I imagine you're monetizing both things that you, you probably, you know, make it a decent, you know, make some decent money at this point now. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, it's turned into a job for me. And so I'm, I'm definitely trying to monetize my social media without it taking away from the fun of it. The fun of it. Well, what is, tell me what that means though. Cause are you doing brand deals or are you just monetizing through the app where they run ads on your, on your content or something? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a mix. I try and do a mix of brand deals and also, you know, monetizing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand deals are tricky because they aren't very fun to do. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we want you to make a video talking about how great our cereal is. I'm like, right. well, that's not, how do you make that fun? Um, right. How do you make that fun? So what do you do? I'm very, very picky about what I do. Uh-huh. Uh, I only really ever say yes to a brand deal if it's something that I think I, you know, have a fun way to, you know, make into an entertaining video. Right. Uh, and so I don't, as a result of that, I, I do very few brand deals compared to other creators. But tell uh, us how it works. So did they, they come out, they reach out to you because this is all new for, I got an older yeah. audience. We don't know. <laughs> right. I don't, yes. And I say bold, I mean me. So they, they reach out to you. Hey, you got a big following. We like what you're doing. 
when you promote our whatever, let's say cereal, and then you say, let's say you agree to it, do you have to bounce off the concept of them? Do they give you notes? How does that work? Right. So yeah, I look, sorry, let me back up because I'm, I've been doing this for a couple of years now and it's very, you know, I'm in this world. So they'll reach out to me and it really does depend on the brand. Sometimes they'll say, we want you to do this specific video. And sometimes they just say, we want you to promote this video game. You know, we know you're a creator, please just pitch us some concepts. So right now I'm in the middle of doing a brand deal with a video game company that I've worked with before. And they reached out to me. They said, Hey, Merrick, we like your videos. Let's collaborate. You know, here's our video game. We want you to come up with some fun ideas. And so I wrote up three unique video ideas. Right. I sent it off and they came back to me and they said, we like this one. Now you want, we want, you know, to expand on it, create a script, and then I'll shoot it, send it back, probably a couple revisions. And then I post it. And do you do all the writing yourself or do you have any help? Uh, I do get some help from my, from my dad. Uh-huh. Um, but I am so trying you- to get better at writing. Yeah. So your dad, you your dad worked for you, and you say eh, do it better, better. Is that what you do? Are you awful to him? No. Don't give me this garbage, Dad. Come I back. I think that we work very well together. We work well together. Yes. No, no, because it's interesting. Because I, you know, I worked. I did a TV show for some very big YouTubers, Rhett and Link. You must have heard of them, right? Love so, them. Okay, so they had a, they had a, they got very obviously they're very big. And then YouTube said to them, "We want to do a sitcom." So my partner and I were the showrunners of uh, Rhett and Link's Buddy System for season two. Now, what I was shocked to discover because this is all remember I'm older than them. I show up and these guys have a big studio with like I don't know thirty employees, forty employees. They got a team of people, but you don't yes. have that. You you don't want or do you or do you want that or don't want that or what? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I am actually sitting in my studio. Uh, <laughs> you have a studio, so you have right out through that door is a very large shooting area with multiple sets and a green screen. Uh, Interesting. And this yes. is okay. So, all right. So you have you have a big space, and it's all covered by, of course, the revenue that you bring in. Yes, uh, th- this is actually very relatively new. I uh-huh. uh, I started renting the studio maybe four weeks ago. Okay, and I'm trying to hire people because. For the longest time, I really was just doing it by myself in my bedroom. And editing it yourself. Yeah, editing it, writing it, shooting it myself. And then I met with other creators, like how we were talking about with Red and Link. I met with a couple creators where I just walked into their movie studio. Like you were saying, they had 20 employees. Yeah. And it kind of blew my mind because I realized, wow, I could actually have help doing this. And so... And so do you have a small team right now of like production people setting up the green screen or editing or doing whatever you do? Yes. Uh, I have a, a small team of my dad and two people. Wow. So I think I think I'm, you're 18 years old. You're, this is pretty amazing. This really is amazing. It's very impressive. Maybe it's normal for you, but I'm super impressed by this. It's not normal to me. No, this is strange. Uh, it's very strange. Uh, I still don't understand. It. Even the effects that you do. I mean, some of them, some of them are pretty tech, as far as I'm concerned. You're, are you doing this on like Adobe? Uh, like, what, where are you? Where are you at? Uh, Premiere? Or what are you? Where are you editing most of this? Yeah, I, I'm doing all of my effects videos on my laptop with After Effects, which is Adobe, right. Uh, right. and Blender, which is a free, free software. So, tell me what this is like. So, you come up with an idea. You might spend because I know. Okay, let's take this back for a second. How many videos do you post in a week? I post. Right now, I'm posting 14 videos a week. That's a lot. So sometimes it's every more, day. sometimes less. I try and get 14. Sometimes I am not as productive. I think this week it was more like seven, 10. Help me out around. here, because the night before every, I do one a day, 
And I try sit five or six days a week. And the night before I go to bed, I go, oh, I got, what am I going to do tomorrow? But you don't seem to have that problem. Or do you? Oh, I do. It's very, very difficult to come up with ideas. And sometimes at night, I'm just sitting in bed like, oh, I can't find any routines. What am I doing? Um, oh, so, are you looking for inspiration from other creators or what are you? Yes, I'm looking yeah. for, you know, popular TikTok routines, popular trends, something uh-huh. I can turn into my own uh, because that's how I come up with ideas. Yeah. Uh, I find something like a, a popular dance, a popular song. It could be a, even a hashtag, right? Um, you know, or just a popular meme online. And I think, how can I take this and then make it into something original uh, and that is on brand for me? And do you have like a list of ideas that like, you know, backup ideas? I have a list of backup ideas. I don't want to get to, I guess they don't seem that good to me. Yes. I do have a very, very long Google document with ideas. The problem with doing that is that trends come and go within two days on TikTok. But but do you have to do a trend? Yeah. You do? Kind of. On TikTok, it's really, really important for me to do a trend. Uh, And this is, just because I've had years of experience throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. And it's always trends that do best. Uh, it's always when I take a trend, I say, how can I make this different, unique, put a fun spin on it, and then I make it my own. That's- now, for people who don't know, a trend can be a trending song, a clip. It could be a trending, what else could it be? A tr- what else could it be? A trend? Uh, in the past, it's been a trending meme. There was a meme about the McDonald's Grimace shake for a long time uh-huh. where people would drink the Grimace shake and then die. That right. was the entire, that was the trend. And I thought, how can I make this different? How can I turn this into my own? And See, this is interesting though, because I, as I go, as I scroll through many of your videos, obviously, like I said, many more special effects are, you know, different and it's many more dancing. A lot of them are collaborations, but none actually, as far as I can tell, you're not talking to the, you're not really, you're in character, basically. They're all seem to be in character. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I, they, they are all very in character because I, you know, I'll do 30 takes of each video uh-huh. after I've written a script. And so it's not, there's nothing spontaneous about my videos. I know that a lot of people like to just set down a camera and see what happens, but yeah, I am more comfortable really planning things out and having it be a very produced video. But part of the appeal, I think, is I, I, I think you must you must have fans from across the world because you're not talking, you're mostly dancing. And so you don't have to learn, you don't have to speak the language, right? That's true. Uh, well, yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to doing that. The, uh-huh. the pros are that I have a very large fan base in Korea and uh-huh. the Philippines and uh, uh, I think Russia. It's, you know, it's all over. In fact, right. I think only... Twenty percent of my followers are from the U.S., which is really? a crazy statistic. Yeah, um, what interesting. So maybe it's the culture they're interested in. That you might you are you're American, right? You must be the average maybe. American. Maybe it's funny. A lot of people think that I'm not from America. They just assume that I'm from where they are. Oh, uh, really? How I do just, you know the comments? Yeah, the comments because uh, in the couple <clears throat> videos that I've talked and they go, "You're American? Wow. You speak English? <laughs> that's that's crazy." Uh, this is something I've learned is that people will project whatever they want onto you as long as you give them enough blank canvas. You know what I'm saying? They That's think, interesting. yeah, they, they don't know enough about you, so they figured it out. Like, I'm looking at this image of you, uh, and you have a red coat on, and I can only see the top of your torso up. And then, I don't know, maybe you have wheels instead of legs. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what people, because people don't know. I don't know if you're tall or short. I've decided you're tall. What do I know? And so that's, yeah. I think, what goes on in social media. This that's is interesting. interesting. Tell me something else, though. So I did, you did one video. It's just recent. 
and you're wearing it's up against a blue screen and you're wearing a blue bodysuit and they got your your buddy he's walking on, on a treadmill and it's supposed to be how i guess you're supposed to be showing like see this is the gimmick where it, this is how we're doing it right but you're not actually you're not actually going to share the, the the actual version of that with you right. blue screened out right it's all just a joke you're not actually going to do the other version so what you're talking about is a really weird phenomenon that I've discovered within the past couple months. Yeah. Where people really like seeing the behind the scenes and how videos are made, but they don't really care to see the actual video. Uh, in fact, in most of those videos, I'm not actually recording on the normal camera. Okay. Because for the longest time, I would shoot you know, videos and then I would have a camera running in the back and I would post the behind the scenes. And I noticed that the behind the scenes kept doing really well and the normal ones wouldn't. And the so actual I, video of the actual so the making yeah, the of it does better video. than the video. Exactly. Uh -huh. And so recently I've just been posting, you know, absurd right. how I made this video videos. Even though you never made the video. Even though I never actually make the video. Uh, so which is so strange. Uh, yeah. It's it's really bizarre. Uh, but people love it. And the more absurd and ridiculous that I make it, right. uh, the better that the more people like it. And I try and make them absurd enough that I'm not misleading people as to how videos really make, because I'm always mm. a little concerned about that. Yeah. Uh, what, what, okay, so what does concern you? What does concern you in making these? I have, I don't want people to think that's actually how I make my videos, because I want to teach people how to edit videos. Recently, I've been doing live streams where I actually show the editing process, and I've been answering people's questions. Okay. Because I do want to make, you know, I do want to show people how to edit because I love editing and I okay. want to share with other people how amazing it is. And okay. so I try and make my videos ridiculous enough that if somebody was actually interested in editing, they would realize that it was a parody. So is this part of your larger vision then is to either be an editor or teach people editing or, or no, is this just, a, is this no. something on the side? Uh, it's not part of my larger vision. I can actually get into my larger vision. Uh, what? Yes. What is my, it? What's the plan? So my goal, uh, as I mentioned uh, a bit ago, since the beginning has been to, I have not actually mentioned this. Uh, my goal is to become a professional actor. Well, I am a professional actor, are, but to get yeah. more acting work. Okay. Um, that has been my goal since the beginning, since I first started at the beginning of quarantine. Right. The industry slowed down and it didn't have as much work. I thought maybe this can be a way to continue working and bring in more, you know, attention and, and has that worked for you? It has. In what uh, way? Social media has brought me tons of opportunities, but it actually has gotten me booked on a TV show and a movie. And so do they reach out to you or what? Yes. Uh, the show has reached out to you. A couple examples. They actually have directly reached out to me. Can you share crazy. what they are or you don't feel comfortable? I don't know if they've been. In, I don't know if it I actually announced that I'm on them. Okay. I'm on them yet, so I'm not going to. But okay, so a show, the casting director of a show find you and says, hey, do they want you to read? And, or in other words, audition? Or do they say, you got the role? That's the crazy thing. They haven't even had me read. So you like, just they, go they, they literally just reach out to me and say, hey, we want you on the show. Uh, and so then, of course, my goal is to uh, prove to them that I actually am an actor. I am an actor because when I do go on to these productions where I'm just hired as an influencer. Yeah. The general idea is like they have to teach me how to act right my goal then is to prove that hey i actually do know how to perform i can be a real actor here are so, these parts small or big they've uh been guest stars for one episode but right. relative you know a lot of 
speaking, a lot of acting. Speak, right. So pretty big roles. Yeah. And do they expect you? I would I would think they expect you to talk about on your social media, right? Talk, hey, yes. I, watch me next week on whatever or whatever on, on whatever show, yes. right? Yes. Uh, they have strongly encouraged me to create behind the scenes TikToks, you know. Oh, it's a, I have not seen that. Have you done those? Well, the show hasn't come out yet, so I haven't. Okay, so you okay, anymore. so you shot them, but you're not going to air them yet, and you'll. Yes, uh, I I will start to release them once everything comes out. Now, is that do they do they want that in writing, or is it just like a wink, wink? You know, hey, you know, or is that part of the contract that you will put X amount of you know content out there? I believe it was just a expectation that I probably would, because right. you know, of course I would. It's a great opportunity for me. Yeah, right. Um, wow, I don't think it, it was never in the contract. Yeah. See, this is what I say. You you discovered something on your own, even though I yell at adults to do this all the time, which is basically you you created yourself. In other words, you made these opportunities happen for yourself because you put yourself out there. And let me tell you something, Merrick, in case you don't know this, po quiet, I'm talking to Merrick. Po posting 14 times a week is a lot of work. It may seem like it's not a, work, a lot of work. It is a lot of work, right? How many hours a day are you doing this? It really depends, but I, maybe 10 hours a day. Maybe and 10 it, hours a day. It used to be a lot more because it used to just be me doing it. But now that I have help, I'm slowly reducing it because it's not good for my mental health to be working that yes. much. Yes. But what is 10, why is it 10 hours a day? <clears throat> what exactly, you know, how does it break down? Uh, I'll, uh, a bunch of different things. So... Uh, obviously the editing part of videos takes mm. the absolute longest. Um, people love visual effects, which is amazing, right. but because I have to post so much, it means that I really do have to grind to get them out because they take yeah. many, many, many hours to produce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finding videos. Uh, I do have a lot of help with that, but it still takes a while scrolling through TikTok, you know, just looking for new dance trends, new trends to, you know, new ideas. Right. It takes forever. Uh, and then shooting takes multiple hours yeah you have to learn the steps and then you have right, to you have to learn it you have to set everything up get the lighting right and then i do 30 takes 20 takes a lot of takes normally and, and how did you learn I... about lighting how did you how did you learn as you can see here i don't know anything about i work in the business my lighting is terrible how how and i have lights on <laughs> i suck at it how did you learn all this stuff all the because you know a lot you know a lot you know about sound you know about lighting you know about production so in terms of lighting, I actually learned about lighting from some of my influencer friends who just showed uh -huh. me how to get nice, even lighting on your face. Right. Um, I would like to learn how to properly light scenes uh, to be more cinematic, but I right. don't know how to do that yet. Right. Uh, I've just learned how to very evenly light my face and make everything very bright. Okay. Uh, because that's what my videos normally do. And then in terms of sound and editing, it was just me goofing around on my computer and then thinking, hey, I can use this for my TikToks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I, I mean, it's very impressive what you've what you've done. Okay, so you've gotten a number of uh, opportunities from this, and and hopefully more. But let's say, all right, let's say they reached out to you and they gave you, I don't know, a gig on uh, probably let's say thirteen episodes on a show. Are you still going to make your TikTok videos? What are you going to do? For the <laughs> longest time, I was thinking about oh once i get a you know a reoccurring role uh, i won't make tiktoks anymore mm -hmm. but now that it's become such a big part of my life i kind of like making them i don't think that i'll stop right i i mean if i'm on a re reoccurring tv show or, or role uh, i'll definitely have to slow down my production but i don't have a plan to stop 
How do you, are you worried about burnout or no, are you just too young to be worried about? You have all this energy. Uh, oh, burnout is a, is, is a big issue and I've definitely uh-huh. run into it before. I think the biggest reason that it hasn't been too much of an issue for me is because I produce so many different types of videos uh-huh. in such a variety of genres and editing styles and dancing styles. Right. That every day I'm doing something completely different. One day I might be working on adding a UFO to the back of a video and the next day right. I'm, you know, with a K-pop group dancing. It, it's so all over the place that burnout has never been too much of an issue. But I So, okay, so at this point, because I would understand that at this point, they must be other uh, content creators are reaching out to you to do a collaboration, right? You're not reaching out to yes. them. You're bigger than they are, I imagine. Oh, no, I, I still have to reach out to people. <laughs> but are you reaching to big people or people bigger than you or smaller than you? How does that work? Um, normally, see, that's that's a weird thing because normally it's people who are smaller have less followers than me. Um, but yeah. It really depends. It depends. I guess. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm asking is, when are we going to dance? Hey, listen. That's not what I'm asking. You don't want to see me hey, dance. There's a strike. <laughs> there's a strike. What are, we, what are we doing? I got some moves from the '80s, kid. Uh, I'm well, let me, But let me ask you though. But okay, so you reach out to the, they reach out to you. Sometimes you reach out to them. Yeah. These are strangers, basically. I prefer to uh, collab with my friends because it's more fun for me. Um, but they weren't always your friends, right? No. Uh, when I first moved to L.A., which was a couple of years ago, uh, it was all strangers and it was a very wild experience, you know, meeting so many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now now that I'm uh, bigger and I get to more so choose who I collab with, uh, right. I like more just meeting with my friends because it's it's more fun. Right. And so you explain to me how this works. You'll do a video together. You'll post the same video. They'll post the same exact video or yeah. what? Um. TikTok doesn't like it when you post the same video twice, which makes but, sense. They want to, you know. When two different creators post the same video. Or when yes. You, they, because I've posted videos. I've taken knows. down old videos and put up old videos. They, they don't mind that, right? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. If when uh, In the past, when I've experimented with posting the same video on two accounts, yeah. TikTok does not like that because they don't like it when you just take other people's content and repost it. Right. And so they definitely detect it and shut it down. And so... You know, we'll shoot four videos. Two of them go to them. Two of them go oh. to me. We try and make it, you know, as even as possible. And you tag each other. Yes, of course. Yeah. Collabing is the best way to grow your social media account. Is it really? It's. I mean, did you discover this along the way, or were you just following the rules that somebody else made up? There were no rules. Uh, right. I wish there were. I that would have been great if there were just rules. But no, there there were no rules. Unfortunately, it's just a lot of trial and error. Seeing what works. So on a given day. Or a given week, how many? You, you you must have a calendar filled out with your collaborations and yes, oh yeah. yes. Uh, just an hour ago, I was collabing with uh, my friend Matt Stefanina, which is why I am wearing this jacket. Right, because I bought this jacket because he also owns it, so we could have matching clothes. Right, uh, and oh yeah, roughly every day I do a collaboration of some sort. I try to. And so you have in your studio space here, you must have a wardrobe department. You must have a props department, right? <laughs> Department is a bit of a stretch. It's uh-huh. a wardrobe cubicle. Okay. Okay, best. but but there's yeah, a lot of we, stuff. We you think we do of... have a wardrobe. This is this is our editing room. Uh-huh. There is our shooting space, and then we also have uh, you know like a kitchen area for food and snacks. So we try we try to have you know. A what was your? I know your father's helping you. What, what was he doing before all this happened? Um, 
the same thing that he's doing now. He, he works as a data uh, statistician. Uh, he runs his own company and he helps oh, really? brands figure out where to put new stores and he's still doing it. He's oh my God. Okay. Time. So he's not full-time for you. He's just help. He helps you out with all this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And do you have uh, any siblings? I do. I have a younger brother. Uh, he is, doesn't really want to be in my videos very much because he does get teased about it at school. Unfortunately, I was going to say he gets, is that, okay. So what is the negative side? What's the downside? Is that one of the, is that one of the downsides that, Yes, uh, that is definitely one of the downsides of social media is that uh -huh. uh, it does bring negative attention. It brings jealousy at times, uh, which is which is always sad when it happens. Uh, my brother is experiencing the worst of it, I think. Oh, is it really? He's really getting a lot of it. I mean, there's a couple people in the school who are jealous. Yeah. Uh, and are like, oh, you, your brother, he's on TikTok. So I, I feel terrible for him. What about... What about like the haters on you? I mean, you have a very wholesome account, but that's not gonna, that's not gonna stop people from just hating you for no reason. So how do you deal with that? Dealing with hate is a very difficult issue because there's no one good way to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. No matter what you do, you're always going to get some kind of hate comment from someone. Right. Over time, my strategies have changed. Uh, originally, I just decided, oh, I can just ignore them. But it gets to you like it, it, the hate really does get to you, even if you think you have thick skin. And so I've resorted to uh, using the block button quite a lot and pressing it really hard. Do you feel better? So, OK, so that means you do look at all your comments. I try to. I try and look at all my comments. But at uh, 35 million, you know, you're getting a lot of comments on every. I mean, you're getting a lot of comments. Yes, uh, I do. And I still try and go through most of them. Uh -huh. uh, obviously if there's 600 comments, I can't get through all of them. Right. Um, but a lot of times there's, you know, maybe 200, 100, and I can go through all of them pretty easily. Do you respond to any of them? Uh, I try to, I try you, to respond because, you know, do all of them or some of them. No, not all of them. I could never do all of them. Right. Uh, I try to reply to comments that I think I have fun responses for, or people that I know. Uh, but I try to engage with every comment at least by just liking it because people can see when I do that. And I now, want how important is that? And you're teaching sure. me, and you're teaching me because I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if I do always do that. Sometimes yeah, so, I do, and I sometimes I feel bad if I like someone's comment but I don't like another. I, I don't know. See, we, we we've hit a point where I actually don't know. Uh -huh. um, I'm I'm clueless. I don't know if that helps my social media account at all. Uh, I don't know if statistically it makes me get more views. I just like doing it because you know I. I appreciate everyone who comments and I try and, you know, show that I'm seeing what people comment. Yeah. Uh, maybe you, it helps. I'm not even talking about helping the algorithm. I'm really kind yeah. of talking about, does it, do you think your fans like it or not? Do you fan, you know, this is a weird question. I'm not sure if your fans always want you to respond to them. You know what I'm saying? Cause I have done it sometimes. I don't have fans like you have fans. But sometimes they'll say something nice and then I'll say something, oh, thanking them. And then I think it makes them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like they don't know where the conversation is supposed to end, you know? So I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable either. But maybe That's you don't so, think about I've, that. I've never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm thinking back to, you know, how I'm a fan of some creators. If I comment, yeah. I'm thrilled when they reply to me because I right. love their content. Okay. And so I can't really think of a situation where it would make someone uncomfortable. but. I've Do you talk about, about this with your other creative friends? 
when you're no, before, not specifically making people uncomfortable. Like well, or anything. Like, do you, do you say to them, "Hey, do you respond to every post, or or do you block yes. every post?" You you talk about this. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, I I've talked a lot to my creator friends about what they do um, because uh -huh. everyone does things differently, and I've never really figured out the right way to to do things yeah. online. Yeah, but I try to. I try and talk to everybody and see what their strategies are. It's so interesting. And then the blocking, because you know, not that you, you don't need, you, you know that even a negative comment is good for the algorithm. So you don't need to block them, but you still block them. That's, it's interesting that you say that because uh, this is a bit of a, a, a non sequitur, but I have friends who actually intentionally make videos just for hate comments because they go viral with it. Yeah, I know. Um, but I... I don't do that. I, I have in the past made videos that are sort of a bait for that to get people yeah. to comment, but I don't, I try and make fun videos that I would want to watch. Yeah. And though that's not really what I want to make. Hey, it's Michael Jammin. If you like my content and I know you do because you're listening to me, I will email it to you for free. Just join my watch list. Every Friday, I send out my top three videos of the week. These are for writers, actors, creative types, people like you. You can unsubscribe whenever you want. I'm not going to spam you. And the price is free. You got no excuse. To join, go to michaeljammin.com slash watchlist. And now back to what the hell is Michael Jammin talking about? Yeah, but you're, um, it's interesting. But your friends sometimes do just to get, just to get that boost. Yes, and they're okay with that. I have some creator friends I know who, who definitely intentionally make videos that like, get hate can, comments. Can you give me an example of what that might like? How do they know it's yeah. going to get hate comments? Uh, I have a friend who at least used to uh, make really, really fake and over the top pranks. And so, okay. you know, he would have super over the top reactions and obviously okay. right. you know, like the camera is right in the middle of the room. Right. Uh, specifically just to get comments saying, oh, it's fake, because the more people that comment that, the more TikTok pushes it out and the more people see it. And but then but then more people see it, but then I wonder if you pick up followers. That's another thing. Yeah, I've got another, there, I got another thing I want to talk about. There are so many, so many, you know, intricacies and, and things to talk what about. I was surprised about TikTok is when I started picking up all these followers, I'm like, well, what's the point of having followers? If only a tenth of them can actually see my content, why do, why is this a metric that they're keeping track of? Do you know why? What do you mean like, only a tenth of them get to see? Your well, okay, so you have thirty two million followers. I'm looking at one of your videos, yes. uh, uh, one of your more recent ones. Okay, had one point two million followers, which is a lot, but that's only a fraction of your uh, amount of followers uh, views. Had one point yeah. two million views, which is a fraction of your total follower count. So you got this. So sometimes they go super viral and sometimes 1.2 million, which is nothing, which is fantastic, but still nothing, yes. you know? See, uh, the reason, okay, we're, get, we're getting into a territory that I talk a lot about and also confuses me yeah. because TikTok themselves insists that it doesn't matter, that there's no momentum to say. Like, like if you get a ton of followers on one video, it won't matter in the next video. Right. I really think that's not true. Uh, because of the following page, I think that maybe if you get views on the following page, because yeah. that's where you only see people who you follow, that helps boost the video. Right. But again, we're getting into a territory because TikTok is very secretive about this. Yeah. But I actually, I'm not so sure myself. Uh, because there was a day, well, you were, you were much, much younger, but when you had a following, let's say on Facebook, 
Yes. Everyone would see your post because they were following you. But now it's right. not the way it doesn't work that way anymore. No, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, th this is one of the topics that really confuses me as well mm -hmm. because TikTok is very secretive about what they do. Uh, and it also seems like they change the way that their algorithm works from time to time. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I think I have it figured out. Ah, more followers means that, you know, it boosts you this in way and it transfers over this way. And then the next day, it'll be completely different. Um, are you are you worried about, here's the thing, that, are you worried about like hackers taking over your account or TikTok shutting down your account and losing everything? Is that, you know, or or them changing the algorithm completely and then, I don't know, suddenly everything's gone. Does that worry you at all? Uh, it does. And that's mm -hmm. why I have tried to post on other platforms too. Right. Uh, because for a while, away. as you may know, uh, there was a big fear that TikTok would go away in the US. Right. And they came back. That, now they're still worried about it again. But okay. Yeah. It seems like it's been a, a constant worry for a long time. And that's why I've tried to diversify. I post right. on YouTube. I've started posting on Snapchat out of all places, Instagram Reels. Right. Uh, Specifically because I am worried that, you know, years and years of work will just go away because... Do you have a, a mailing list as well? Or do you not keep that? Mailing list? What do you mean? Yeah, well, like, you know, like, get on my newsletter and then I'll send you whatever I want to send you. And uh, that way you can have, you can email them whenever you're on a show or whenever you have something to promote. But you don't, you don't do that. That is a bit of an outdated concept i'm not sure that people really do that anymore <laughs> I, I do it and i have a big i have a nice list but maybe um it's amazing outdated okay um yes and fascinating is things is outdated but okay if there's so anything if there's a hey just to be clear if there's anything that i want to post about i just post it on my social media right post everything else yeah not, i've never had a need for that i don't think I, I should check on your link here again um I, I looked earlier but you don't you don't sell merch or anything like that or do you? No, I, I don't. Um, Why is that? This is another weird, <laughs> weird thing that I've thought a lot about. I've wanted to for some time, but I've always been afraid that what I'll sell won't be worth the money in a weird way because uh, a lot of my fan base are younger kids and mm -hmm. I don't want to sell them a t-shirt that just has my face on it and that they'll buy and then never wear. Like I would feel terrible if I did that. And so I've always been, it's, like morally it's weird for me because I don't want to, you, you know what I mean? Like I see other creators pushing their merch. I'm like, why would yeah. anyone ever buy this? You know, in a year, everyone's going to regret buying this thing. Uh, I want to make whatever I have as merch, something that I would actually wear and that people actually, you know, get their monies out of. I, I, I totally hear you. People have said to me, Hey, when are you going to come up with like merch? I go, what pen, a line of pencils. Do you really want a pencil with my name on it? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> why, why? But uh, I admire the fact that you don't want to just put garbage out there, but there's, yeah. but there's still demand people. I mean, if they want it, they want it. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky thing. I've, I've talked to a lot of people about doing merch uh -huh. a couple times. I thought, Oh, maybe I'll actually do it because I found designs that I like, but right. it's never quite came to be. And maybe one day, maybe one day I'll do it. Right. Yeah. Are you, how are you able to monetize on TikTok? I'm not doing it. This is all, I don't monetize yeah. any of my intentionally. Um, but how, how, do you, how does it work to monetize TikTok? Tell us how, how that, you know. I don't. You don't, you don't and why no. not? Uh, for the longest time, I was under 18 and I couldn't. Oh. Uh, but also, I don't think that TikTok really pays you. Well, they have, a, know beta, they have a beta studio, which apparently people get paid a little more, no? They do, but I think... 
Again, I'm not part of this program. I think it's only for videos over 60 seconds, which and I most of yours are shorter. You why you won't make all of them are shorter. Uh, Interesting. I know they're short, fact, but why why is that? Um. Oh, uh, my my videos are short because it's it's what I like making the most. Uh, I uh -huh. my fans like that. I've I've tried posting you know ten minute videos. I've tried posting two minute long videos, and I think that my fan base. People who follow me just like watching the short videos more because it's all that I've ever posted. You know, people are used to it. Do you, I, I know I'm jumping around, but do you yeah. give a lot of interviews like this where people are just asking you about? No. You? <laughs> no. no. What, but no. you do must, we must do a lot of podcasts and, and guests and lives or this whatever. Is the first podcast I have done in, I think, eight years. Interesting. <laughs> well, you, you, what, why is that? Have you been asked and you just said no? No, I, I don't really get asked to. You can't um, get asked to. My dad just said that that's not true. Maybe I get asked and I don't have the time to. Uh, he said it's not true. He yelled from outside the room. He's he's out. That's there. not true. He said that's not true. Pipe down, uh, Dad. <laughs> well, he would know because you know he handles you know he handles that that part of you. So, Dad, do you want to do you want to help answer this? <laughs> uh, did, also, I should give some context. My dad handles my business email. Right. And he helps me go through some unsolicited messages as well because yeah. I don't really want to go through those. Yeah, right. I'm sure. Uh, but I'm surprised you don't get asked. Okay, your dad thinks you get asked, but whatever. Either way, you haven't done a lot. That, yes. We know that for a fact, that you haven't done a lot. Now, is it because is it because there's part of you you just don't want to share? Or what? what is that? You're supposed to sneak in? Here yeah, he is. So you said Here's I dad. What's invited up? invited to a lot of podcasts. You do get invited to a lot of them. I actually hey, Michael. Hi, notice. pleasure to meet you. So but what's sure, the, if you lean towards me, I can eavesdrop. Uh, yeah. Oh, What's the, uh, so he gets asked a lot to do, do podcasts. My question for Merrick was, does he get a lot, does he do a lot of interviews like this where he's just telling me or what, telling people what it's like to be a content creator, which I find fascinating, but he's saying he doesn't get asked a lot and you're saying no. he does get asked. Yes. And I know that you don't really like doing things like this. So I, uh -huh. your podcast is great. I'm very happy that I'm here. Oh, just I'm happy to have you fascinating pod, there, there are many people doing podcasts there are very few that have much in the way of listeners and so uh, yeah given that i know that you prefer not to do that sort of thing i tend to filter for you unless something particularly interesting comes along right well i'm, I'm honored that i made that made that cut what i'm interested in is really is as the interview which is really like the journey that he's on, the creative journey he's on. I just, you know, because he's at the forefront. Like what your kid is doing is pretty, pretty impressive. But, um, but okay, is it? But Merrick, is it hard for you to, you know, or it doesn't seem hard for you? Is it uncomfortable for you to share that with? Because, like I said, your videos are basically you're in character. You're you're this character, this happy, fun, you know, yeah. jokey guy. But I your fans don't really know that about you. They don't know the other side. For a long time, I, I preferred to keep it very, you know, scripted and and produced mm -hmm. and in all my TikToks. But I've been getting more used to, you know, talking to people because for a long time I was extremely introverted and mm -hmm. I did not like talking to people. I've gotten a lot better with it, and yeah. I am doing a lot more just personality content. Uh, you know, I'm live streaming on TikTok. I'm just talking to people. Uh, Are and you? And so, what's the? How long will you do that for? To be clear. We put him in acting lessons when he was seven and eight years old because right. he wouldn't talk to anybody. Oh, is that right? So we were not motivated by anything other than the fact that we thought that putting him in a situation where he might uh, be forced 
to use his voice in front of other people his age would be good. And you and were we right. Found, and we found that not only was he great on stage because he doesn't, his unique little skill was that he didn't have any real sense of the audience. So he wasn't fearful. Right. Um, uh, but he liked doing it a lot and was immediately hired by the professional company that ran the, the theater camps to be in their professional productions. Wow. So, Plus, this is all very therapeutic. So it's a good journey for you to be on. It's very good for you. So, yeah. To be clear, up until uh, a very old age, for uh, I... Very used, old. Yeah. Like, four, I only used sign language to talk to people. Really? Because I didn't like talking to people that much. And so acting helped a lot with that. And doctors said not to panic because sign language is talking. So they said, don't worry. Yeah. He is, he is a talker. Right. So, I'm more. Sorry. I know that one. Yeah. Oh, is that what? See? Yeah. You're help, now you're teaching me. I'm yeah. going to leave you alone. Yeah. Thank you for, for, for chiming in. Right. Well, and now we know anytime in the future somebody wants to do a podcast with Eric that has a, a bowling pin in the back. Yeah. Good. Or And a parking meter. Yeah. Yeah. Parking meter we're on the fence with. And especially yeah. a Writer's Guild strike. There you go. There it is. Yep. Um, so, oh, so this is, this is very interesting to me. So, not only we learned that this helps you help you come out of your shell, but also yes. that's another thing I'm curious about is how much, how much are we supposed to share of ourselves with the public? You mean like personal lives? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Uh, I, this is an interesting one. I share relatively little, I think compared to other public figures. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I, I try and keep my life my personal life relatively uh, private. Right. But what's interesting is that from what I've seen in the influencer world, a lot of people who do share a lot about their lives often aren't really sharing their real life. Um, in fact, multiple times I have been invited to uh, have a basically a fake girlfriend for YouTube and yes. share, you know, my personal life, which is not actually my real personal life. It's a very real thing. And so I know it is. Even though I share relatively little, I'm not actually sure it's that much less than other people because they do you think that i because I, I know they have these and you're not part of these like i don't know if they're called youtube houses or influencer houses where they put people like yourself in a in an apartment for like a month or whatever and mayhem ensues you must have been invited to these oh yes um yeah another way that another version of those are social media squads which okay, I, okay very, very familiar with, because I know a lot of people who have done those. Uh, I have been invited. Not for me. <laughs> Definitely I'm, not for me. I'm really glad you say that, but but you know people have gone, and, and what, is their, what is their take out of it? It seems awful to me. Yeah. Uh, awful is, uh, it's much worse than awful. In fact, there's actually a very big lawsuit about one of those right now that uh -huh. a lot of my friends are a part of. Uh, that involve, you know, sexual abuse, uh, you know, terrible, terrible, many terrible things. From other uh, other influencers or create content creators or I hope not from content creators and sometimes their parents too. Often, oh my a God. lot of times it's the parents, yeah. So the uh, parents are living there as well. Think like dance moms, except influencers. Oh my God. It's this is horrific. Yeah, uh it's this is a very, very large rabbit hole. Um yeah. That's a whole and different conversation. Have, You're right. I've always managed to stay on the periphery of this, um, but I, I definitely have a lot of friends who are are very into, into the weeds there. But there's a lot of people, a lot of kids your age, would kill even to have a fraction of your followers. They're they're chasing the fame, 
it doesn't seem like that's what you're doing at all. What what is your advice for them? Um, for people who just want to chase the fame? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you, that's why they do these these houses where they all live together, and that's why. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would I would kill just to have people follow follow me to listen to me. I guess to be heard. Maybe maybe that's you know. What is your advice for them? No? Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Go yeah, for, go it. for okay. it. I mean, right now, you know, in, in my position, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Uh, what What are the cons then? I mean, the cons are, uh, you know, I I am not in touch with a lot of my friends that, uh, you know, from when I was before I was a professional influencer, right. content creator, actor. Like, I've, I've lost uh, a lot of because, friends. Along because the way. you're a work. Because you're because you have a job now. Yeah, you're, because I have yeah. a job, and because I I moved. I, you know, I no longer live in the small town that I used to. Where Where uh, did you grow up? I grew up in Encinitas in San Diego. Oh, it's not that far away. But and so you moved to LA it's, to be closer to the business, though. Yeah. It, again, it's not that far away. It's only like two hours away. Right. Um, but still, a lot of my friends I I'm not in contact with anymore, which right. which, is, which sucks. That's a that's a huge con. Um, it can be very stressful being a public figure because I have to be careful about what I say. You know, mm-hmm. people right. are constantly trying to wrap me up in drama. Yes. And right. I have accidentally gotten caught up in that before. And it's, it sucks in, when that happens. Because in what way? Can you, without you reliving it, but what, what kind of happened? It's nothing. Like I, I commented, I, it was a reply to a TikTok comment that was uh-huh. taken horribly out of context. Right. And uh, it's only happened, I think, once or twice. But yeah, you got to uh, be careful about what you say. Yeah, super careful. Uh, yeah. I can't just post whatever I want. No, so it has to be. I have to be careful about that. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not too big of a deal. And what are the what are some of the uh, unforeseen pros that have come out of this that you would not have expected? Okay, we were hoping to get booked on a TV show, and that's happened. Yes. Hopefully, that'll happen more. But what other some that you would not have expected? Um, I've gotten a lot better at my craft. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I I never thought that TikTok would help me get better at dancing, but it really really has just because uh, you're doing it over and over yeah and it's yeah. also helped me get better at editing i've been you know in a way forced to learn many new editing techniques mm-hmm. uh and i've also gotten a lot better at acting um through tiktok which is right. which is strange that it happened but it did uh it's been super beneficial and that's I was, for me that was super unexpected and you also have this whole community of of other content creators right. that you now call friends yeah, uh, to, I made a lot of friends with the way too. Yeah, yeah, that's I love amazing. That. This is amazing. What else, is there anything else? I, first of all, I want I want to thank you again. I know you were very kind to do this, but I, I'm fascinated. I, I give a lot. First of all, a lot of like I said, a lot of credit to you because uh, you invented this thing for yourself, and all these opportunities came, and you put yourself out there. You were not afraid, or maybe you were afraid of being judged, but you got over it and you did it anyway. And um, and you work hard for this. I, I know you do. I mean, I watch your videos. Like that's a lot of work. I can tell it's a lot of work. So you yeah, know, good, good for you. Thank is you there, so much. Is there anything else uh, we can plug for you? We could talk. How, uh, let's let's let it never where they can follow you on all your, you know, your social media. Where do you have the same yeah. handle for everything? Yeah, I have. Uh, it's just my name, Merrick Hanna, uh, everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, you know, I. Uh, Pinterest X. You're on Pinterest. What are you showing up to? Are you, I posted once. You posted once, and but now you have a following. It's just it's Americana everywhere. You can probably find me on every social media platform. Wow. Yeah, 
so okay. Uh, I had a I had one last question, but now I can't even remember what it was. I was so shocked that you're on Pinterest. Um, yeah. Well, this is fa- thank you again. Well, okay. See, Pinterest is like a that that was just a random account I created. Right. Uh, I'm mostly on YouTube. Oh, uh, TikTok and Instagram. Yes. And do you okay? Do you respond to the people on YouTube as well, the same way you do on TikTok, or no? I try to. Generally, uh, it's less. Um, there is somebody behind me taking a photo. I, I see that. I, yeah. Oh, Instagram story. Instagram. Oh, here, quickly. Oh, for Instagram story. Nice. Great. <laughs> so, cool. uh, all right. So, great. Put it on Instagram. So, yeah. uh, wait. What was my question? I lost. I have lost my train of thought. Oh, oh. You oh. respond to everybody on Instagram on YouTube. That's what I was asking. Yes. Uh, I try to, um, but honestly, it's less. Just because, less. Uh, I mainly use TikTok, even though I'm trying to get better about it. Uh, do you find one final thing? I yeah. have all these questions, so I'll have to do another two parter. But do you find there's a difference between the the kind of people who follow you on each platform? Do yes. Feel, what is? Oh it? yeah, huge difference. Uh, different platforms just have different user bases, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's most reflected in the kind of content that does well on each platform. So I'll give you a brief summary on TikTok. Yeah. People love trends. Uh, people right. who use TikTok like you know seeing people use songs in different ways. They like trends, you know, popular memes. On right. YouTube, people don't care about trends at all. Right. Um, they just like good videos in general, and uh, and more like skits. So dancing isn't as popular on YouTube. It's more you know people who like skits. And on Instagram, it is just dancing. Uh, it's just dancing. Love love dancing. And so does yes. that mean you won't post a skit on Instagram, or you you do it? I still do, um, um, even if I know it probably won't do it very well, because there's no real reason not to. And people uh, don't also realize that the very act of uploading your videos to the platform, it actually takes time. Are you doing all of that yourself? I used to. Uh, right. Now I have help. Now um, you have help, yeah. I have, I have two people helping me and my dad yeah. who help me upload, because you're right, uploading is a surprisingly annoying process. Yeah, you got you to yeah. tag, you got to put the hashtags in. It's, yeah. It takes time. It does. Uh, um, but do you find there's a difference between this is okay? I'll, I'll tell you where I'm coming from. So I, yeah. I find that on TikTok, people tend to be meaner. <laughs> but then, then let's say Instagram. Do you feel that way? Yes, uh-huh. I have noticed that. It's hard to say why, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh-huh. It seems like there's almost like the meaner comments get liked more, and so people are more incentivized to you know, make fun of a person. Right. I don't really know why I'm just speculating, uh, but you're not wrong. I have noticed that, uh, uh-huh. Instagram has a little bit of that for on Instagram. It's interesting. It's normally like older people who are mean, uh, are, are older people mean to you? Yeah. Like on Instagram, they're like back in my day, kids would dance better than this, <laughs> but are they, okay. So, that's okay. That's, uh, that's okay. But are they actually, yeah. are they actually getting, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't approve of that, but it's not like that was, personally right. hurtful that was, that was a very pg version of what yeah. they say right it's pg uh, right okay. it's worse than that um yeah uh and youtube people are generally nicer from what i've seen mm-hmm. um, but you're not wrong about tiktok having a bit more of that and it's and and had what do you do to wash it off the well, negative the negative the negativity I, if it's if it's a pretty mundane negative comment oh you're cringe mm-hmm. right Who cares? Okay, uh, but if it's anything more than that, block. Yeah, just block. 
Simple yeah. as that. I also try and use common filters. I try and block, you know, words that commonly appear in hate comments. Yeah. Uh, which does help, but people get around it. Wow. Yeah. People don't realize that you're, you're, it's just no point in being mean. I sometimes lecture people with posts. <laughs> if you ever see in my posts, I sometimes talk about why it's really bad for your soul to 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 be mean to people on the internet. Uh, but I, I can't seeing, do that. Was that? Right, I I love seeing those videos, but I have to say, responding yeah. to hate just draws more hate. At the, at least that's what I've experienced. But is it? Am I responding to hate if I'm doing a general video, or what do you think? Is that, uh, is that what you're saying? You're talking about me specifically or no? Yeah, like in general, but also in general in content. Like I have friends who have gotten really angry at hate comments and like have made videos responding to them. Yeah, and that draws and more hate. It just seems to draw more people who like want to troll. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy watching those videos. But we'll see, I've my, wanted <laughs> you want to do, well, my feeling behind it is, maybe I'm wrong, but because I'm like, I'm way nearer to this than you are, but my feeling is, even if I get seen by haters, the haters, it's still, it, it'll help me find the audience that I want to be, that, that, that I want found to find me. So it's almost, I'm, it's almost like I'm okay with the trade-off if, you know, cause it, it broadens my reach and helps find the people who do like me. So I'm willing to suffer through them. Yeah. That might work. Yeah. I've, I've never, that's interesting. Yeah. That might work. Uh, I don't, I don't really know, but it's a good thing. So I wish people would realize that there are, Ah, there's so much people are people are hurting. So yes. when people are hurt, they want to they want to let you know that they're in pain by inflicting pain on you. So yes. they're like yelling, "I'm I'm in pain." Now you should feel it too. Yeah, but you it's seem that, like you got to. What's that? Also on social media, uh, I've seen that a lot of hate comments uh, get get uh, commented to you because people don't see you as like a, a a real person in a way. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but especially with public figures. <clears throat> uh, people online kind of see public figures or like TikTokers as almost characters. And so like, I can just comment whatever, like, you know, they're yeah. just, you know, a character on my screen. Uh, but it is very real. And I wish people knew that. Do you, I mean, so I, I, I never, I'm a lot older than you, but I would never leave a mean comment on someone, not because I'm worried about being canceled, just because it just doesn't feel right. Like, no. but were you at, did you at any point, I'm curious because you're so young. I'm curious whether you learned this lesson because you're a big creator now or because you're just a decent person and you wouldn't do that, you know? Honestly, it never occurred to me to leave a hate comment. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't on the internet a lot growing up, mm -hmm. so maybe that helped. But it just, no, I fully agree with you. It never made sense to. Um, a lot of times hiding behind, you know, faceless TikTok accounts with random names makes people feel more bold. and yes. Well, that's another thing, random names, because yeah. uh, on TikTok, you can have a random name. On Instagram, you can as well. But I don't think on thre on threads, your real isn't it? Wait, wait, on Instagram, do you get, you can, can't you find someone's real name out on Instagram or not? I don't, I don't, no, no, I don't think can. so. No. Okay. You but can have all, anonymous accounts it's almost everywhere. Yeah. And people feel a lot more bold to, you know, say whatever under the uh, mask of anonymity. Yeah. Said that bold, but, you know. It's a horrific. It's a horrific. Well, I got to say, I'm very impressed with you. I really hope that people go just check you out. Look what he's doing. He's bringing joy to the world and he's making a name for himself. And good for you, uh, you. Merrick. You're a good, you're a good kid. You're a good guy. I wish you much continued success. I hope you keep on booking big roles, bigger and bigger. 
uh, I see great things for you. Good for I really am so much. I'm so impressed. Good for you. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me on the show as well. Thank you, so Merrick. Much. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. That was an interesting chat. Uh, go, again, go check out Merrick Hanna across social media, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Snap, Snap, LinkedIn. He's not on LinkedIn. We'll get him on LinkedIn next. Okay, one everyone. Day. It's one day. Until, uh, until uh, next week. Thank you so much. So now we all know what the hell Michael Jammin's talking about. If you're interested in learning more about writing, make sure you register for my free monthly webinars at michaeljammin.com slash webinar. And if you found this podcast helpful or entertaining, please share it with a friend and consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. That really, really helps. For more of this, whatever the hell this is, follow Michael Jammin on social media at Michael Jammin Writer. And you can follow Phil Hudson on social media at Phil A. Hudson. This podcast was produced by Phil Hudson. It was edited by Dallas Crane. And music was composed by Anthony Rizzo. And remember, you can have excuses or you can have a creative life. But you can't have both. See you next week.